This is the Book Marketing Action Podcast, and I'm Becky Robinson. Since 2012, my team and I have partnered with more than 100 authors to launch more than 130 business books. On this podcast, I'll share the best insights and actionable ideas from our work so that you can implement sustainable activities to reach your goals for your book. Whether you're a seasoned author looking to breathe new life into your book or someone who dreams of writing a book someday, this podcast will help you be more successful in getting results as an author. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm thrilled to have our first ever guest today, Dr. Bob Nelson. He's an established author from San Diego, California. He's published over 30 books and sold 5 million copies. His latest book is 1001 Ways to Engage Employees, and he does have a new book coming in May of 2021. Welcome, Bob. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be with you. So I've heard a lot of great things about you, Bob, from your publisher, Barrett Kohler Publishers, about how skilled you are at marketing. So I thought I would take a few minutes to learn from you about what's worked for you across your career as an author. So what has worked the best for you, Bob, in marketing your books? Well, you've got to be the book. That's what, is what I would say. The book has got to be part of you. I, I view the book as extensions of myself and my beliefs and my thoughts and my energies and that's important to be able to have the wherewithal to keep at promoting the book over an extended period of time which is what's necessary if you're interested in having a best-selling book. So that's really helpful and something that I've often said. We were talking before we started the recording about the importance of having a sustainable approach over time. So what are the key activities that you have invested in over time to bring your book and be the book in the world? Many, many. I, I, it's not any one thing. I, I think sometimes people feel I've got a Midas touch, but I don't. I just have a tenacity. I've got an energy and a drive and a determination, and that serves me and the books I promote well. I read a really fundamental article early in my career written by someone in publishing, and this person said that from his perspective, authors want to get published, and when they get a publisher interested in them, they kind of feel that they got the golden uh, ring, you know, and that the publisher is going to do everything and make them rich and famous. And then publishers are kind of doing a, a similar version of that. They, they, they try to pick the, the, the topics and the authors that they feel have connections and are known and will do good. And they think the author is going to carry the weight of the success of the book. And then for more books than not, the book dies in the middle. Those two perspectives saying, and you, you talk to any author about their experience with the publisher and, and 99 out of 100 will say, ah, they didn't do what they said. And, and then and you ask publishers too, you know, about, as I've gotten to talk about different books and why didn't that book go? That seemed like a good book. Well, we're kind of, we're fooled by the author. They said they're going to do a lot more things that they didn't do. And so there's really some truth to that. And so early on, I took the perspective of what could I do to own it and not an author that blames the publisher. So I, I, when I did a book 25 years ago, A Thousand Ways to Reward Employees, and a publisher, a small publisher at that time out of New York, Workman Publishing, published it. And as it was coming up to publication, and I was talking to their marketing director, and they asked them, you know, what's their plan? And they kind of said, well, we really don't do a formal plan. You know, I already knew they were a strong marketer. They just didn't, weren't going to put that all down on paper and whatnot. And I said, well, I've got a few ideas. You mind if I send them to you? And they go, oh, that would be, yeah, that'd be cute, please. And 
I sent them a, a 60 page document, single spaced, with the one line cover page that said, This is what I'm going to do. What are you going to do to meet me halfway? <laughs> and and uh, a couple years later, I remember they talked about it and they and they said they looked at each other and said, What did we unleash? <laughs> and and uh, that's I did everything on that list. And when you're, when you're doing that, it makes it easier for the publisher to get on board. And there, there were many things I did where, where the president, Peter Workman, he said, Bob, we couldn't have done that. You did that. You know, I got on the cover of Costco Connections, went to 13 and a half million business owners. You did that. We didn't do that. And why, why, how did I get on the cover of that? It's like, well, the editor called me one day and they said, Bob, we have a whole file cabinet of stuff you sent us over the years. And we're constantly using it. And we decided we want to do something to thank you for supplying us with all this great content that we use in our publication. So we went and put you on the cover. And they did a, sent a photographer and we did a nice spread. And I remember uh, talking to some other writers and I told that story. And, and their take from that was, uh, do you have the editor's number? <laughs> Maybe they'll do that for me. It's like completely missing the point. The point is, what the the return on that was the weekly monthly feed that i sent them stuff that was be useful to them that's how i think that's how it tends to go i was on 60 minutes how'd you get on 60 minutes well i got on 60 minutes because a wall street journal reporter was called by 60 minutes for an article they did and they said you got to talk to this guy well, why did they say that because that there's a backstory to that the person wrote me and they they interviewed me for an article. It was about the millennials and I gave them some stuff. And, and I always, you know, media's king. So when media asks for something, you drop what you're doing and you get them what they asked for plus more, just as the rule of thumb. And I did that and it was fine. And a week or two went by and the person called me in a panic and said, they're putting the feature on the front page of Marketplace. <laughs> do you, and all the, do you have any, any other uh, contacts I could talk to? And I, let, me, let me work on that. And I spent the next hour contacting people, which when a, a major news source wants to talk to someone, they want to know when they call someone, they're going to pick up the phone and they're not going to get a bunch of lip and I got to get permission to PR. They're going to talk to them. So I screened all these people. I'm giving them your number. This person will call you. I, I'm ready for them. I did in an hour, I got seven or eight people. I lined it up. I got it back to the reporter. He called all of them. He used everything they used. It made the whole column. And the last paragraph of the column, he mentioned my book. Hmm. You know, so, but I, I left a big imprint on him that when CBS 60 Minutes calls it, this is the person you got to talk to. And then they flew me to New York and I did an interview on 60 Minutes or Sue Schellenberger, another Wall Street Journal reporter. I remember. I remember she asked me for some stuff when I got her request. She's a small business reporter for the Wall Street Journal. I was in South Africa with my daughter uh, in the bush. <laughs> and I, you know, from a little hut, I kind of connected, got all this stuff back to her. She was completely blown away. I've never, ever had such a response from someone and where are you again oh my god I, I how did you, I had no idea how you did it but thank you so much used it all you know so media's king and and that's a, a strong value and then um, tenacity is very important and it's part of who I am so the books Sounds are extensions fun. of who you are 
and my, my values and my beliefs. And so, so, so because of that, I feel very strongly about my books. And so when I speak, for example, I know a lot of people that speak that have books and they, their books don't sell or they try to sell a couple books in the back of the, after they speak, I go, what? You know, when I'm speaking, my first order of business is, is to ask the question, how could everybody that hears me speak get a copy of my book? And I'm not going to fly to to Connecticut and spend a day doing that and, you know, to talk for an hour with the hope that a couple people might buy the book at the end of the session or are you crazy? And <laughs> so no, 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 no. Before I get on the plane, let's talk about how everyone there's going to have the book. So I've got a whole pecking order of how to sell books at speaking events. And, and I, I use them every day and I'll start with saying, well, you know, a lot of people like to get books for everyone. People love getting books as a part of a conference. And sometimes I'll say, yeah, great, we'll do that. But often they say, well, we don't have the budget for that because we gave it to you to speak. I go, no, no problem, no problem. Uh, would it be okay if uh, someone else bought those books for your people? And they go, someone else would buy books for all of attendees of our conference? They go, yeah, well, if I, if I can find that person, would that be okay? And they said, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, give me give me a couple days, and I'll call them back and say, um, yeah, here I found someone. They're gonna, well, what do they need? Well, can you give them a table there? You know, yeah, we'll give them a table. And then when I'm talking, I'll say, hey, if you're, you know, uh, I, I want to, can we let them introduce me? Yeah, sure. What the hell? And then I'll say, oh, thank you so much. Uh, you know, by the way, X Y Z company, they purchased copies of my latest book for everyone here. And then people, ah, oh, right, yeah, yeah. And if so, if you want the book, you know, I'm gonna be at their booth, at their table, signing books, and drop on by if you want a book. And of course, everyone lines up, and while they're waiting to get the book signed, they're t they're chatting them up in line, hmm. and talking about what they do, and they're, they're going, this is great. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's like a no-brainer, but it, it does take some effort, and I can't always find a sponsor. So sometimes I'll I'll say when I talk to someone, I'll say. You know, just on sponsor, I'll, you know, I can show you how to do it. I can show you how to do it. So I, I spoke uh, last year for a group in um, Fresno, a big conference, and I was a, a keynote. And they, they said, well, no, no, we, can, we don't have money to buy books. I go, okay, well, can we get a sponsor? And uh, I've got some connections, but, you know, you, you might have some connections too. And did, did you have any sponsors last year? You know, yeah, yeah, we did. Well, can you call up? Uh, a couple of them and see if they and so here we got talked to them two days later yeah kaiser permanente said they'd buy 350 copies of your book completely <laughs> blew us over we never we never thought to ask them before thank you <laughs> what did they want me to sign them no they said they're just glad to help out they put them in the bag for the conference now it's like i can make it sound very simple very easy there's a, a whole strategy behind it and then if, if they say no to that i don't stop I never stop. I never say no. So, so, so they go, well, no, 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 you can't have a sponsor. We have the sponsors and no, we're not going to have time to do that. No, no problem. No problem. That's great. So I'll say, well, Hey, you know, coming to town, uh, people expect me to have books. I got to tell you this. So I want to bring books with me, but I don't know how many to bring. So when people register for your conference, could you just have a little box where they, they check if they like to reserve a copy of the keynote speaker's book at a discounted price. No, no money up front. Just to, just so I know how many to bring. Oh, yeah, okay, we can do that. So, <laughs> so I remember uh, first time I did that uh, for a conference in Tennessee at 600 people, 
500 reserved a book. <laughs> then I brought more than that, and, and people would say, oh, geez, can I get 10 copies? Yes, you can. <laughs> so I, I, can, I can make it sound very simple. All, those strategies all work, and they could work for anyone that deploys them, but you can't just expect it to happen like magic. You have to talk about it and pitch it. And when someone says no, you can't criticize them. You got to roll with it. And that's that's only a couple of strategies. I got a whole sheet just on that. So I move a lot of books. And and by the way, if I get if I get someone to buy a book for everyone at the conference, now I'm working on the second book, <laughs> maybe the third book. And then and then at the conference, I'll bring samples of the book. They completely cover a whole table. And every time I've done that, I've always had people come up to me, and they look, and they already heard me speak, and they look and they look at the titles, and they go. How much for all of them? I go, well, we got a special price for that. And do you want you want them now or you want me to send them to you? Both. We'll take a set now and send us a set. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. They're happy. It's a good day. Wow. That's amazing. I think a few things stand out to me, Bob, that you've shared so far. And you didn't use these words, but when you were talking about your success with media, it seems to me that generosity and adding value is the key to that. I'd have to agree with you that, that uh, be a giver, not a taker. <laughs> Talk about what you can do for them, not what they can do for you. They already know that what they can do for you. So if you have someone in PR that's pitching for you, it's find out what they're looking for. And you, so, so most publications, for example, have an editorial calendar. Each month they have a different focus and you find out where your topic aligns. Okay, for the August issue, would you, yeah, we'd be interested in something on that topic for our August issue. And then whatever it is, what's the format? Well, we're looking for 1,200 words, okay? And some quotes from industry, okay? Whatever it is, you give them that, but then you give them more. You give them a, a couple other things more. And I've done that, and people, not everyone, but a lot of them, they use everything. They use what you talked about, but then they like what else you sent to. And or I, I remember, uh, you know, on an example like that, um, Bank Marketing Magazine. They said, wow, we really like this column from Dr. Bob. Uh, we'd be interested in a monthly column from him. I go, oh, okay, well, great. He'd be interested in doing that. <laughs> so what would you need? Well, every column would have to have either a quote from someone in banking or a statistic about something to do with banking. Done. <laughs> you know? So we already had, I, I've, got, I've got hundreds of columns I've written. You know, I've, I've actually 800 columns in different lengths. So it's easy to, okay, here's, here's the length. Now, you know, have the PR person look up a quote for, from banking for that goes along with each of these topics. And when we get that to them, they're going to use it. So I, I, I did a column for them for years based on that and on and on, you know. <laughs> Wow. Well, so, we, so you can see just from our talk, you got to have fun doing it. You have to have fun doing it. If you don't have fun doing it, it's not going to happen. It's going to be a burden. You're going to dread it and you're not going to do it. I, I, I remember, like I've done, I've done a lot of book tours I, and usually you have an escort that takes you around to get you to the right place on time. I remember in Chicago, I had a, a book escort and the, the guy said, okay, well, we're, we got some time before the next interview. You want to get some lunch? I go, lunch, no, we can, you can eat anytime. Take me to the bookstores. <laughs> and you go, yeah, you sure? I go, yeah, I'm sure. Well, I haven't had a chance to call them. Good, I don't want you to. I want to see what the customer sees, uh, which I've, I've learned is for the person taking it around, that's not good for them because they've got, they're going to see that book person every week. 
And, you know, you made us look bad when you brought in the author. We didn't have his book. No, 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 you're not calling them. This, this is go. And then, and then I come there and they go, oh, we, yeah, we don't have your book. Oh, that's too bad because I would have signed them if you did. But here's what I did in town. And, and uh, you know, the person in front of me will take out an order form and, and order copies of the book. So that's blocking and tackling. I, I love doing that. And I remember the first year in the book, I went to 400 bookstores. 400 bookstores and, and uh, had those conversations. But anyway, bring closure to that story, this, this Chicago escort, you know, he, at the end of the day, he goes, I've, I've been doing this for 28 years. I have never, ever met someone that pounds the pavement like you do. <laughs> goes, really? What do most authors do? Oh, they, uh, some of them say, after the second interview, I'm done with this, take me to the airport. Hmm. Go, really? Some say, oh, take me back to the hotel, I'm gonna take a nap. I go, really? why would you work so hard in your life to get to the point where you've got a message to share and then, and then not have that be important to you? I, I just, I don't understand that. So that's, that's what that's, I do. That's very powerful. So Dr. Bob, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. We always end this podcast by giving people actions that they can take. So I'm wondering if you could give us one or two actions that authors who are listening to this podcast could do after listening to it. Sure. Whatever your book is, wherever the topic is, think who most needs to hear this message? Who most needs your book? And then how would I find them? Where would I find them? And then do that. I do that all the time. I do that almost every day. And then often that, and I don't know the answer, by the way. I go, gee, I don't know who, how would I, I've got a book, <laughs> give it case in point. <laughs> don't have to go very far. I got a book, uh, Ubuntu. Is the name of the book. It's, a, it's about a South African principle of unity and connectedness. It came out in 2010. Last night at two in the morning, I said it, I sent uh, through constant contact a, a uh, message to every programming director of the Society for Human Resource Management in the country. About 950 contacts I had. My subject line was, "Can we all just get along?" the role of HR in the current national debate. And so I, I took a 10-year-old book and I made it current to this freaking week. And I put it in the hands of people that have a responsibility and the challenge, what should we be doing on this topic? And I said, I have a wonderful topic that Nelson Mandela used to unify a deeply divided country after 600 years of colonial rule. And it worked. I can explain this concept to your members with examples, with videos. I've got a powerful presentation. If you're interested, give me a call. And <laughs> there you go. Two in the morning last night, a 10-year-old book. The last week, I took a, a book I, I came out in 2009, Keeping Up in a Down Economy. Did the similar thing to... Here's, guess what? Suddenly this book I did is relevant again. And, and if you're interested in, in how to make the most of a down cycle, I got the goods. I've got the specifics, the examples, the stories, the strategies. Give me a call. <laughs> so, and people do. There you go. It never, it never gets old. It never gets old for me. And that's, that's the fun of it. That's really good <laughs> advice. So the action is to think about who can benefit from the message of your book and then figure and then, out how to get it to them how to reach them, how to reach those people. And for any topic, it's either typically going to be through, how do you find out people that have an interest in a certain topic? Well, there's either a publication around that or an association around it. 
and both of those track and have list of names. And sometimes you can just call them and, and buy their list of names and make it easy. I, I often find that it's, for me, it's I will hire someone to create that list and I will give them direction on uh, what I'm looking for and have them mine websites and find those people that would be relevant. And so... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's tremendous advice. <laughs> And then, and then you get a, you get a spreadsheet, and then you just work the spreadsheet. You go down the list, and you email, and you call, and you email, and you call, and you have a conversation. And then something works. You you keep working that. So I, I, on a on a general list, like an association list, that I target, and I'm constantly doing this. And I have so maybe 50 contacts, 50 associations. I will target it. I'll end up with a dozen of them booking me to come come and present to their members. That's what I do. Wow, that's powerful. So I think what I'm taking away from this call is a couple of things. One is something that you said before we started recording, Bob, that you have to have a plan and work the plan. And what I hear you saying is that you have a plan and work the plan over and over and over again over time. Yeah, yeah. what's working? Or, or every now and then I'll say, well, okay, well, now, now I've, I've been doing speaking a lot. Well, who's actually had me? So I'll look and say, well, geez, I've, I've spoken for 100 hospitals. Well, darn. There's 6,000 in America. Maybe let me, let me approach the others, <laughs> see if they're interested. <laughs> and then sure enough, you know, and then, then I've got testimonials from the previous ones. So it, everyone doesn't say yes, but enough of them do to keep me going. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share your wisdom and your strategies with our podcast listeners. We will include in the show notes some links where you can get to know more about Dr. Bob and his books, including the one coming in 2021. What's the title of that new book? It's work made fun gets done, which as you can tell just from what I'm saying, I couldn't have done any of this if I didn't have fun doing it. And so, and I, I personally feel as my co-author does that any task can be made fun. Any job can be made fun. And so if it's not fun to you, you can do things to make it fun. And if it's still not fun to you, find a different job. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're not going to have your heart in it if you if you're not, don't really enjoy it. Great advice. Thanks, Dr. Bob. Thank you, Becky. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you invested some time with me. I hope you'll subscribe today and tell a friend about our show. Our website has many additional resources to help guide you, no matter where you are on your book marketing journey. Check out the show notes of this episode for links to valuable free resources to support you. 